Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Father, thank you for this day that you have made so that we might rejoice and be glad. Thank you for being in the house of God, surrounded with the people of God, and persevering, Lord, growing in our faith, maturing, understanding, Lord, your ways. We pray that your word would be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We thank you for this, uh, the incredible celebration that we have just come from, Lord. We are exhausted and overwhelmed with your goodness, Lord. Uh, we, were, we were surprised, oh God, in a favorable mindset and understanding because you have accomplished so much of what you have spoken, Lord. But yet we stand, Lord, looking forward with great expectation. Great expectation of the things you have promised those who keep your word and follow your ways. We pray, Father God, that all despair would leave our hearts, sadness, discouragement, and fear. And that we would brace ourselves for the things that are yet to come. Things you have spoken. Things that you have promised in your word. We pray that you be glorified and that your word become clear. That it would be a good seed planted in good hearts bringing forth good fruit, a harvest that glorifies your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. The beginning of our walk with the Lord was uh, one of lack of clarity. Um, there wasn't a, a, a true understanding of all the things that God would do. Uh, there was total unbelief of, of the things that we were hearing God promise. Um, that I've titled this message, Expected Expectations. Uh, I, I want to make sure that you have this in your life, that there's things that you know, that you know, that you know, that are going to come to pass. They're, they're going to come. They're, down, they're, they're in that road. Um, and, and these things that you expect from God based on his word are the things that sustain you in your faith. If you uh, are not expecting, you're not going to walk in any manner. The reason we have kept faithful for 20 years is because we expect that what God told us would come to pass. This changing the world was an offense. It offended people. I don't know. If, if you've offended people with what you expect, you expect a husband and you're waiting on him and the people are like, would you just get married already with anybody? And you're like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to get married with anybody. I have an expectation and God is going to fulfill what he's told me. So you wait on what you expect. There's some people that won't buy a house because they're expecting the one that they know is theirs to come. So all this to be said, if you're not expecting anything, you're probably not holding on for it to come to pass. Now, this weekend, as I spoke to uh, Pastor Richie, we were at his house uh, on Friday, and uh, he just sat there and looked at me in the eyes, and this is what he said, and, and, and I, it was like 20 years ago, we said that God had called us apart to change the world. And literally, this is a man who's filled stadiums, and he's prominent, and he has a huge following. And he says, listen to me. From my vantage point to what I see, you're going to literally change the world. Amen. From what I see and what I understand and what I know that I have before me, this is, this is no small matter. This is powerful, and this will be substance for the world to come into a different understanding. And then he says, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. And so I, I really believe since day one, and this is the format. It's not me. It's not spring of life. It's the church of Jesus Christ that will be the bride of Christ in the last days that will be ready and prepared for her Lord. This is, this is reality. I saw that 20 years ago. There was going to be a people without compromise, a people without attitude, a people without excuses, 
people that take God serious. They're not throwing a pity party. They're not more important than the general whole of what God has. In fact, the Lord showed me many years ago that he has no spoiled children. And we, we were raised up. If, if we throw a tantrum, then we get attention. God is just going to let you there when you're with your tantrum. Because he's not going to cater to your spoiled mindset. He's not. And not, not my, I tried also. You try to manipulate God or, well, I'm not going to preach no more. He's like, I'll find another preacher. I'm like, okay, I'll preach. Forget about it. God is like that. He's, he's going to fulfill his purpose upon the land. And I, I through faith, and this is, this is powerful, through faith, there's the substance of the things expected. And, and so let's read that real quick because it's the basis of our word this morning, Hebrews chapter 11 in verse 1, faith, what is that? It's the substance of those things that you expect. That, that, the, it's in the very first line of, of we can't say we have faith and we're not hopeful for anything. When you have faith, you have an expectation. An expectation is a strong sentiment of confidence of the things that are coming to pass. That's, that's what faith is. You know that you know that you know that you know that something is going to come down the future. And what, what that faith comes by hearing God's word, the Bible says, as you hear God tell you what's going to happen, you begin to wait for it. And, and that is what faith is. It's the substance of things hoped for. So that hopefulness, the word that is used there is prosdokao, which is a Greek word that means you look forward to something that's going to occur. You know that you know. Um, there, there's separate things that you hope for. You hope to get married, so obviously it includes a, a spouse. You hope to finish school, so you, you get ready and you take your exams. In fact, we're going to be praying for the students. Uh, they're finishing their semesters. They have exams coming up. They're all hoping to do good. So their expectation uh, in that hope is to prepare. And so faith is uh, structured in the substance of expectation. And so what you hope for... Um, allows your faith to be strong, unwavering. So for 20 years, the people are like, well, why are you unfazed and unmoved? Because there's an expectation in my heart that these things that are not are going to come to pass. I've seen the, the incredible realities of things that have confirmed these things on many fronts. But what we're saying today is that God wants you to have health in hope because the opposite, hope is defined as things good are going to happen and the opposite is despair. You get discouraged when you lose hope. You, you, you walk in fear and not in faith, the opposite of faith. You, you don't know the things. So here God will speak into that to give us a healthy hope in Jeremiah 29, 11 happens to be the favorite verse of 99.9% .9 of Christians. I know the plans I have for you. This is God speaking. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the plans that I have for you. They're thoughts of prosperity, peace, not of bad things, to give you a future and a healthy hope. Because if you don't have a healthy hope, you just throw in the towel. You quit. You are discouraged. You are disappointed. A lot of people don't know how to walk in a healthy hope. I, I hope that today God will give you all that you need so that you can fight off every devil. And have a healthy expectation of those things you expect. Proverbs 23, 18 says, Surely there is an end to all things. Things will progress to the end, and your hope will not be cut off. 
You don't want to disassociate yourself from hope. I want to tell you that every attack on our faith is somebody questioning your hope. When they start saying, well, how do you know that God is going to do this? Uh, that's never going to happen. Uh, you're wasting your time. Quit trying to live in a realm where there's no reality. You're just hoping for things. And so that becomes an issue with us where you can say, my hope will not be cut off. I'm, I'm not going to fall short of hoping against what God has said. And so Romans 15, 13 allows us to know that may the God of hope, he's there to protect that, fill you with joy and with peace while you're believing Look how God is, is promoting a healthy expectation. There is no devil in hell that will mess with what God is going to bring. I'm not moved. I'm not phased. I'm not discouraged. I don't lose hope. I'm not discouraged. I'm not disillusioned. For he who began the good work will finish it. That's expectation. That's hope. I know that this is not in vain. That God, that we might abound in hope because it's the power of the Holy Spirit that is, is keeping that alive. Uh, the last 20 years have not been without controversy and without situations and without, but there's always been a healthy hope that down, God's, God's in it, God's going to bring it to pass, God will see it through. And it hasn't been based on people or things or particularities. Uh, people have come and said, hey, you know something? You have no worry because I'm here for you. And I'm like, mm, good. But the one that can't leave is God. He's the one I've placed my hope in. And so I'm, I'm not phased by uh, situations, circumstances, setbacks, conversations, climate, atmosphere. You could tell God this morning, God, you have put this in my life that wasn't there. You, you've put a substance of the things hoped for. That's faith. He's given a measure of faith to everyone. The substance of things hoped for. Lord, you, you've placed things in my heart, and I, I've placed my confidence in you, and you have given, made this alive so I believe in it. And that through your Holy Spirit, the things that, that I am hoping You'll give me the power to see to come to pass. Because these things are, are not man-made. They're not subjected to man's whim and unfaithfulness. It's you. It's you, O oh God, that have placed an expectation in my heart that has healed me from my despair and from my fear and my discouragement. And while many say that it's never going to happen, those who hope in you will never be put to shame. Those who place their hope on God. So, so these things are the things that is the substance of our faith. That's why some people can't stand us. Because it's unwavering expectation of good. Hey, didn't you realize you just lost your marriage? Yeah, but God's in it. Hey, didn't you realize that your son's not talking? Yeah, but God's in it. We spent 20 years... Hoping for what happened two Wednesday nights ago. Two Wednesday nights ago, it was unheard of to have the senior pastors that brought us to the Lord come here and celebrate with us what God is doing. But they were hoped for. They were things that, that no devil could separate us. It wasn't from God to walk in any other mindset. To justify so here's what it says that God is looking for in Psalm 14. Can we put it up in the Message Bible if you can? I don't know if we have that translation. The Bible Gateway has it like this. God sticks out his head and he looks around. He's looking for someone that's not stupid. One man that is expectant from God. One God-ready woman. God is from the heavens. He's trying to find out. Which one of us are waiting on him to fulfill his promise? Who are these people? Who are these people that God could look down from heaven 
and see that they're not throwing in the towel. The King James Version says, The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who walk in understanding who have put their hope in God. I want to say that we've lost our way upon the earth when you have placed your hope in something other than God. When you think that it's a good family that's going to sustain you, if you place your, you're looking for a good husband, a good wife, no. Put your hope in God. He's looking down from heaven to see if anyone understands. Verse 3 says, They have all turned aside. They have all become corrupt. There is no one who is holding out on good. No, not one. So many people have, have lost their hope, have decided that there is no future good in what's happening in my life. I, I hope that today my expectation is that you'll, you'll see how important it is to, to begin to walk in a manner that honors God. And so you'll have to pray like the psalmist did in Psalm 62, verse 5. My soul waits quietly upon God alone. For my expectation is from him. Other people have apologized. Sorry I dropped the ball on you. And, and you can tell them with all confidence, don't worry about it. I was never offended. I was never hurt because I was just hoping on God. And, and you'll mess up and you'll get back up and you'll do better. But, but I'm unfazed because my soul is not stressed out. It's directed in a healthy manner. Now, don't get me wrong. This same man who says that his soul waits silently for the Lord, for God is his expectation. He's seen in, in Psalm 42, verse 5, say the opposite, where he tells his soul, why are you cast down? Why are you so upset? Why is our soul so upset? Because it's disquieted within us, because we put our hope in other things. And so he says, don't be cast down, but hope in God, for I'm going to redirect my sentiment. It's not going to be any more on circumstance, on person, on situation. I'm, I'm going to lift up my expectation from the Lord. And so you don't have to be sad no more because it's no, you can never drop the ball. Once you give it to the Lord, he doesn't drop it. Somebody said, if you put a barometer, a meter on a person's hope and expectation, that will determine whether they have joy or they have sadness. That's, that will determine whether they have peace or they have anxiety. So we come from a family of worry warts. We're always talking about the bad things that are going to happen. All of a sudden, the accountant calls. He says, Trump changed the tax laws. So expect bad things, right? And so I was like, oh, bummer. And I said, wait a second. Our family's been around for 25 years, and God has never dropped the ball. I'm expecting good things from the Lord. I'm not going to take anything else that, that brings bad news, the barrier of worry, of don't you know how many people are dying. It's like, listen, I'm not listening to those statistics. The Bible says that he will never leave me nor forsake me. He sustains me. And so all these things to say that uh, the devil is always trying to infect our expectation so we deliberately cast down our countenance. But if you have a high barometer of expectation, nothing can faze you. All things work for good for those who love the Lord and according to his calling and purpose. So I'm anticipating... I'm enthusiastic, I'm passionate, I'm full of faith. I'm not nervous, I'm not sad, I'm not anguished, I don't have anxiety, I'm not confused. I don't have chaos in my life. These are all the fruits of a healthy expectation. Uh, some people through, through the years, you know, this, this whole thing, um, 
people think that a church will thrive on people liking it or not thrive on people not liking it. So a lot of people call you and say, hey, man, uh, out there, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on. Aren't you going to do something about it, right? And I was like, no. The Lord knows how to defend himself. He knows how to address things that are twisted. And, and that, what, where does that come from? A healthy expectation. God cares about what belongs to him. He's not going to allow anybody to mess with it. And so through the years, a lot of people will move. Ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to posture myself. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, look, the best thing you can do is back off and let God, expect God to show up. We, we grew up watching. Uh, I don't know that they do that anymore, but. I don't know why my childhood was filled with people being tied to a, 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 a railroad track. And then at the last minute of the movie, the man in the white hat would show up and untie the person and save and rescue. And so when you saw this a couple of times, you already knew the guy was going to show up. So you're like, you're not stressed out no more. Well, I know God always shows up. And that's my expectation. And he always does. And it's powerful when you understand. And, and so, you know, through the years, we've, we've had some really crazy stuff take place. And, and everything, all the, the Indian drum beats, everything's building up. And all of a sudden, they're doing an ambush. And you're like, listen, they have not seen God show up. I've seen him show up too many times. And he's like, go ahead, make my day. Let me, let me show up to address this situation. This is, this is what Job says in, um, let's read this. This is powerful. Job 5, verse 8. <coughs> Excuse me. Chapter 5, verse 8 of Job, this is what he says. But as for me, I will seek God. And to God, I will hand over my cause. Like, God, this is the situation. It's really crazy, whatever. So why don't you take it? You know, in football, you, you hand off the football to the running back and you don't get tackled. That's what Job is saying. Verse 9. I would commit my cause. Who does great things? Things we could never even figure out how he does. Marvelous things. He never runs out of inventory. Marvelous things without number. Unsearchable great things. Verse 10. He gives rain on the earth and sends water on the fields. Yesterday we were talking, it's like, what is it going to take for this person to get right with God? You know what I said? Famine. That's what it takes for some people to get right with God. Where it doesn't rain, where there's no more water, where there's, you know, there's no more showing up, that, that causes people to run to God. But he gives rain to the earth and sends water on the fields. Verse 11. He sets on high those who are lowly. God is always lifting us up. And those who mourn are lifted to safety. Verse 12. He frustrates the devices of the crafty. So their hands cannot carry out their plans. We're going we're gonna to make sure we mess them up. Let's go ahead. Go ahead if God lets you. If, if my expectation is that God is faithful. He's not, for, he's not unjust to forget that we love him and serve him and want his interest in our lives. So Job had the expectation that God is in there's some people that never expect God to show up, so they have to devise their own things. Lamentations 3.25, the Lord is good to those who defer expectation to him. The Lord is good to those who expect from him to seek the soul who seeks him. Verse 26, 
He causes good things to happen to these people. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Let God determine these things. Let God decide them. Let God bring them to fruition. A lot of us are, are trying to constantly manipulate and, and address and defend and protect and worry. And, and we're all in it. And, and there's not an expectation. You know something? God is in this for real. God is in this for real. Uh, as the, I got to tell this story. Yvette's not here, right? Yvette's not here. I wake up Friday mor- morning early in the morning. And I haven't been able to sleep in the last couple of days because I'm just dreaming. Like, like everything's happening. I'm like, am I dreaming? Am I living? Am I not living? Is this real? Pinch me. Somebody wake me up. So I, I, she says I'm getting like an old man. I'm, I'm waking up early. It's not. But, but I go over to her. She's laying in bed. We just woke up. I, I woke up at 7 o'clock in the morning on Friday. And I turned to her. And I said, wake up, wake up. She goes, leave me alone. She's like, I talk to you about what's going on. She's like, leave me alone. I'm tired. It's too early. So I turn around, right? I turn around. She's not here. She's not listening to this. And there used to be a song in the 60s and 70s. And I go on YouTube and I put a song called All By Myself. (laughs) And I put it on my cell phone and I lay it next to my pillow and I turn my back to her. And she's hearing, all by myself. Don't want to be all by myself. And she goes to me, "This this is her. She says she said this because it's before she prays in the morning. She says, if you keep it up, you're going to be by yourself. So I turned it off. <laughs> when we wake up around 10, I get my phone and it's Pastor Richie. And Pastor Richie says, could we do some FaceTime? Me and Angie want to talk with you. I said, well, I don't do no FaceTime. We do real time. I'll drive to Fort Myers. So I told Yvette, you want to go see Angie and we'll just make a, a day of it. And so we drove all the way over there. And we had lunch with them, and then we spoke for about four hours, and, and we were just exchanging and just reminiscing. And then Angie goes, you got to show Joaquin your last, your, like your album, your new album. And they wanted to show what they're going to come out with now in their next album. And so he says, look, it's, it's, it's about a man who was in a symphony, and, and he went to the psychiatrist. He lost his love life, his life, his lover from all his life. So the, the, the psychiatrist says, since she died and you were in love with her, make, make a concert series playing music for this woman that you loved that you lost. And so he says, I took one of his songs, and I did a remake in salsa. And so he puts it on. And it starts going, all by myself, don't want to be. I look at Yvette. <laughs> Seven o'clock in the morning, all by myself. Two o'clock in the afternoon at Richie's house with his new song, All By Myself, in the latest salsa rendition with Gerardo playing the trumpet, right? And I'm like, God, you're so hilarious. <laughs> Listen, I don't know about you, but God is in it like full blast. And up in the heavens, he laughs. He laughs at how intricately knitted he is in our lives, and we still don't understand it. We still don't get it that he, he's in it all the way. So being able to say, I'll believe it alone, doesn't mean you're not attending to it. It's that you're entrusting it to a higher level of oversight and you get to have peace and joy in the midst of darkness and confusion and adversity so what we're telling the world is come to christ put your hope in god forget about all the things that that are constantly the barrage of the weight that's destroying our marriages our families our children our finances our employment because they're wiping out an expectation from god And so Lamentations 3.25, God's good to those who hope for him. He's good to those who seek him. He's good to those who quietly wait for his salvation. Philippians 4.6, be 
hopeless, anxious about nothing. Be anxious about nothing, but in everything pray and, and bring it before God in thanksgiving, knowing he's going to show up. Let your request be made known to God. Lord, you see what's happening? I'll give it to you because I know you, you intend a purpose with it. You have greater resolve than, than my worry, than my concern. When I got saved, the very first thing that wiped out all my issues, this is, this is the very first thing, was 1 Corinthians 2.9. Everything in my life, regardless of whether I saw it or heard it or understood it, God had my back. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, hasn't entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for those who love him. It's all taken care of. I don't, I don't have to walk in the sadness, in the despair, in the discouragement of all things. In, in fact, I'll tell you the truth. I'll probably be the most frustrating person you'll ever call. Because every time you come to me with whatever, I'm going to say God's going to show up. Don't worry. God is real. Don't give it to God. Put it in his category. Um, I don't know what they, they call that, a to-do box. Put it in God's to-do box. Or rather, leave it in God's to-do box. It's not yours to carry. It's not yours to sweat over. It's not yours to, to become frowned uh, and, and mournful and sad and depressed. Some people love to tell you. Uh, I, I think um, it happened this week. It was Pastor GF was sharing with us. He says that, that his son called him and he says, Dad, uh, I'm doing business and, and I was in the middle of real dire straits and things were going negative, but I always remember what you said. Because the guy was saying, what if things go wrong? And then GF always says, what if things go right? And so when, when, when I was going through controversy and the person told me, what if you, it doesn't happen. And then his son says, what if it does? What, what if it comes to pass that God shows up and gives you favor and shows up and, and does the miraculous and shows up and, and does what you should expect God to do? What you should expect God to do in his will, his, the things that you can't figure out Things that already are put in process by God for those who love him. So that there's no moving us. We're steadfast. In Job chapter 3 verse 24, when you do the opposite and you expect bad things. You're like, you know that you know that you know that life is terrible. For my sighing comes before I eat. Who gets upset before they eat? Nobody does. But his, his expectation is before I'm satisfied... My groanings pour out like water. I'm, I'm looking at everything on a sour note. I don't expect anything good. I know that when I talk with them, they're going to say this, they're going to say that, that things are going to go wrong. Why? Why? Why do you want to walk in that? Verse 25. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. What if you're attracting all these negative things to take place? And what I dreaded has happened to me. You, you are walking in the fearful, dreaded nightmare of your not trusting God. Verse 26. I'm not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. I know I'm going to be visited by problems. I, I had that happen to me once in my law office. One lady showed up, and she says, I'm here to get a divorce. I said, why? Did your husband cheat on you? No. Is he abusing you? No. Does he mistreat you? No. But I know that in my future, he's going to leave me. I'm like, lady, you, I feel sorry for your husband. The guy hadn't done anything. But she was walking in her fear. She was living in her dread. And so the expectation is not to look with the, with the woe is me mentality of all Bad luck, Shep Rock was in the Flintstones. Wherever she walked, the, her doom followed her. Because there was never joy. There was never expectation. There was never a, a return of something favorable. 
So that's what, what Job says. All these things are coming upon me. They're going to come to pass. I know things will be terrible. Uh, <laughs> I had one pastor come in here. This was 10 years ago. He says, all I saw in your church were a bunch of coffins. I go, I'll rebuke you in Jesus' name. Get out of here. Spring of life. There's no death here. You crazy? Everyone who touches this spring becomes whole. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. There's life. A life in abundance. And so we, we don't receive things when somebody tries to speak their darkness in our lives. It's impossible. Why? Because God has made known to us, Ephesians 1.9, the mysteries of his will. Other people call me and say, I, I know that my, my family's falling apart. That's not what God willed a family for. God did not will a family to fall apart. God willed a family to change the world, Amen. to prosper, to be united. Ephesians 1.9 says, we are now walking in the known mysteries of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Uh, this, is, this is what you need to do is what is God's plan with our future to give us a future and a hope, to give us a prosperous, you know, to, to be there for us. Uh, people over the years have called me. I lost my job. I said, good. God's going to promote you. God's going to give you a good one, a better one, because you've been faithful. And so according to expectation, this is not positive thinking. This is all based on the character of God. Making known to us what his intentions are. He goes on to grow this, not only in the universe, but in person. Ephesians 3.20. Knowing that to him, unto him that is able... We trust a God that is doing exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask and pray, according to the power that works in us. Things, things started very small 20 years ago. Now the reason people are saying you're going to change the world is because they see fruit. The fruit flourishes. There's a harvest. There's an expectation. Jesus says greater works than what I've done you will do. Well, how did he know that? Because he knew the character of God. When you know God, you know that you're headed for greater things, not lesser things. This one man called me, <coughs> excuse me, at the beginning of the church. He, um, he had broken to a house with a friend. It was called a home invasion robbery. And uh, they arrested him. And there was two witnesses. One little old lady died while he was waiting for trial because she was old. And the, old lady, the other old lady went to prison to see him before his trial and says, I'm a Christian and I want to forgive you. And so he came out and was waiting for his trial. And he says, you know something? My trial is coming up. And if I'm found guilty, um, I'll be in prison for the rest of my life. And I said, well, let me ask you something. If God already, one of the witnesses passed away, the only witness that is left is saying that she wants to forgive you and she's a Christian and she wants you to know the Lord. If the Lord is always already working good for you, why would he work bad for you tomorrow and make you lose your family? He goes, listen, pastor, I could run to Canada and then I won't go to jail. I said, no. If God has already started doing something good for you, expect tomorrow when you go to trial that something good's going to happen. And he, I didn't see him again, so I said, oops, I think he got locked up. But six months later, I see him, and I see him out of prison. I said, why are you doing out of prison? He goes, God showed up, and he delivered me. I said, why don't you come back to church and thank the Lord? He never came back. Isn't that crazy? But, but that, that was a fearful thing there. Because now you're telling the guy, do you go tomorrow and spend the rest of your life in prison? Or do you go tomorrow, uh, do you run away and, and, and be a fugitive? But I said, the expectation is God's already in your life doing something good. So expect him to be there tomorrow to continue to do something good. And then I didn't see him again, so I figured he didn't call me. So I figured maybe he was in jail for the rest of his life and I gave him wrong advice but I see him six months later I said what are you doing out of jail I thought you went to prison he goes no God showed up and they dismissed all charges 
And so when God starts working good in your life, why do you think he's going to do something bad? Why is our predisposition, you know, that, that things are going to be dim and we're, we're sour in that regard, in our nature? No, he it does exceedingly abundantly above. Psalm 75, 6. Exaltation comes neither from the east, the west, nor the south. But God is judging all matters to put one up and to bring another down. Verse 7. God is ultimately responsible for lifting up one and lifting up and, and, and putting another down. And so you're like, oh, if it wasn't for the Democrats, if it wasn't for Republicans, if it wasn't for you placing your hope where it doesn't go, begin to seek from God. All these things that are social issues today, our medical, our health care, our, our school programs, our education, all the things is because men don't want to look up. I guarantee if they look up, God's going to show up. But because we continue to look in other places, we're depressed, discouraged, and want to move. Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. You don't have a healthy placing things in their place. You are a sicko. You, you're not a blessing to your husband. You're not a blessing to your wife. You're not a blessing to your children. You have misplaced your trust. You're, you're figuring out the, the stock market is crashing and the economy is wrong. Because your hope is not coming from the Lord. I love what I heard a parent say this week. He says, look, I don't care if my son studies, if he doesn't study, if he's prosperous. Go. I know that if he's right with God, God's going to take him to the top. Amen. Woo! That was powerful. That's healthy. That's a shot in the arm against all viruses of woe is the earth because we're not knowing that God allows things. But the desire that comes to pass is a tree of life. Redirect all your conversations to God. Redirect all your conversations to the God of all hope. Continue on to, to press into this. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Every man that has the hope of God's dealings will purify himself. A healthy dose of hope will allow you to grow in the things of God. Get, get, get that to come inside. Start speaking that God is showing up in your home, that he's showing up in your family, in your marriage. God is showing up. And this showing up will continue to work purification in our hearts. This is what Paul says in Philippians 1.20 where he says, My continual expectation and my hope is that I will not be put to shame. According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. Where was this? Where was his confidence in? In God showing up. This is my continual earnest expectation from the Lord is that he's not going to put me to shame. So with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will magnify in my body, whether by life or by death, God's going to show up. He's going to do something. I'm not moved because I have a healthy existence in my expectation. Proverbs 10, 28, the, the, the prospect of the righteous is joy. The expectation of a man who's walking with God will be gladness. Okay? There's never a sour note in God. He works all things out for good. But the expectation of the wicked will perish because they're always thinking the worst. They don't celebrate the best. The message Bible says the aspirations of a good person will end in celebration. But the ambitions of bad people will crash. Where have you put your hope? Where have you put your expectations? Psalm 25.3 Indeed, let no one who hopes on you be ashamed. This is impossible. That you're waiting for God to show up and then you're going to be looked at as a fool. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. They're, they're, they're manipulating existence. But Psalm 23, verse 6. The expectation of David was surely 
goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. How, how was he convinced? He had a healthy expectation of God's faithfulness. Psalm 23, last verse. Surely. Hey, aren't you worried? No. Why? Because surely God's goodness is coming. It's on the way. It's like Pizza Hut. It's better. It's on time. It's like Domino's. It's going to show up. I'm not worried. But aren't you hungry? Aren't you? No. Because he's far better than any delivery service with all respect to Dan Deliveries. God shows up. And he will follow me all the days of my life so that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's, that's my tie to a healthy hope is not lagging behind in an unhealthy expectation. Romans 12, verse 11, not lagging in diligent, fervent in, fever, uh, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. How do you do this? How do you not lag in diligence? How do you stay fervent in spirit? How do you serve the Lord? Why? Verse 12, because you rejoice in hope. You're rejoicing in hope. You're, you're expecting, okay, it's not where it needs to be right now, but it's coming. It's not what's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And that's my, my expectation, and that God is going to bring it to pass. One of my spiritual sons who I haven't talked to for nine years calls me Friday morning and says, listen, I love you, and I miss you, and I want to be back with you. Well, if there wasn't a hope for that, then there would be like burn in hell or whatever other attitude you might have. But if the hope is reconciliation and forgiveness and healing and God to show up, you continually go through tribulation in prayer. Because your hope is like it's come to pass. It's already done. It's just a matter of time. It's super powerful that we walk in a healthy expectation from the Lord. Let's stand up today and say, Lord, I want to heal. I want to heal from all the garbage that takes place on the outside saying we're going to crash and burn. No, we will be like the eagles. We will mount up on wings and soar the heights of God's purpose in the midst of darkness, torment, tribulation because there's a healthy hope. Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for and the evidence of things that we don't see yet. And that's what God gives us when we come to him. It's what allow all the giants of the faith to be able to withstand everything that stood against them. The Bible says that our patriarch Abraham hoped against hope. He doubled up on hope. When the evidence of things were like not there, he says, no, I'm going to press in. I'm going to press into my expectation of the Lord. I'm not going to allow anything to waver. I'm not going to allow anything to come and, and, and wash out what I see God's hand doing in my life. Father, thank you for this word today. Because the next 20 years are going to be so, so important. And we want to go into them with a godly expectation of why you put us in this church. That our children, that we didn't have the benefit of growing up in a world-changing church, but, but our children have. And they're getting prepared to be spiritual giants on the landscape, oh God. Mighty. That we not lose hope because of temporal stupidity, setbacks, and unhealthy things that happen, Lord. We pray that we would be unwavering. And if our soul is downcast, Lord, we'll say, put your hope in God. Redirect. Reroute. Bring us back to a place where we're looking on you, Lord. Because those who hope in the Lord will not be put to shame. Those who have their expectation on God can rejoice in tribulation. Can be steadfast in the midst of adversity. Can overcome regardless of what the temporary things are taking place. We pray for a transformation of our hearts, our minds, our soul, our spirit, Lord. That we see your hand in these affairs. So that when things that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into man's imagination. You show up and take care of business. And you cause all things to be fulfilled according to your divine purpose, Lord. I pray for renewed hope in our hearts, Lord. 
unwavering in the midst of anxiety and despair and concern and worry, Lord, that we would be infused by your Holy Spirit with the hope that it causes us to see the end come to pass. For that's what you have for us, Lord. The thoughts you have for us, Lord, is to give us a future and a hope. Make that healthy in our hearts and our marriages and our families, Lord. Our finances, Lord. You're sufficient in all your ways to show up, Lord. And to give us the victory. We glorify you, Lord. Blessed are those who hope is placed on the God of Israel. We pray that you be glorified, that you be exalted, and that all the devil's plans, Lord, you said in your word, when he comes in like a flood, you will lift up a standard against him. You will lift up a banner that says that you won already, Lord. You're victorious in all your ways. Allow this to be our reality day in, day out, in the days to come. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. If you're a college student, if you're in college or high school, you have exams, raise your hand. We want to pray for you. Father, look at all the hands that are lifted. The church prays for these men and women that are in school, Lord, that have their exams, that have projects that need to be turned in, that have papers, Lord, that need to prepare for tests. We pray that your hand, Lord, would deliver them and give them favorable outcome, Lord. Your word says that man prepares the horse for battle, but the victory comes from you, Lord. You're able to promote us and lift us up and give us good success, Lord, and make us prosperous in all our ways. We ask, the church asks and pray, Lord, that you crown them with favor, with discipline, with help as they study, Lord, and that they would finish out the semester and the year in a manner that glorifies your name, Lord. And Lord... We're not disappointed with anything that happens. And we know that all things happen for good. Our hope is in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen.